perfect? Bang on my chest if you think I'm perfect. Go ahead, bang on it. No heart? You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. This is Patchwork Heart Ministries' Young Catholics Respond, brought to you by Breadbox Media. Now, here's your host, Bill Snyder. Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's program. I am Bill Snyder. This is Young Catholics Respond, and thank you so very much for joining us today on the program. I want to remind you that you can always head over to our website, patchworkheart.org, to learn more about our ministry and mission here to sow hope into broken hearts. We always have a lot going on, and I would encourage you to head over to our website to check it out and support us. But I don't want to spend too, too much time talking about ourselves today because I have a wonderful guest with me. His name is A.J. Garcia. He is a husband, father of four. He works for Focus as the Director of Parish Advancement and has been in ministry uh, over 10 years in diocesan and nonprofit work. Uh, A.J., welcome to the program, man, and thank you so much for joining me today on Young Catholics Respond. Bill, how are you doing? Thanks so much for the invitation, opportunity to be with you. It's great. Of course, man, of course. And I just want to, uh, you know, say at the beginning of the program, uh, you know, it's awesome to know you and work with you uh, in in the capacities that we have already uh, as a fellow Milwaukeean um, here in the Diocese of Milwaukee. You've just done some amazing work and some great work. But I want to delve into your story a little bit and your your personal faith journey and then also talk uh, about the uh, the awesome uh, work of focus in today's interview. So let's talk first a little bit about your faith journey. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, thanks, Bill. It, it uh, also it's it's been a pleasure. Likewise, getting connected here the last few years and getting to collaborate on a few things. So thank you for all that you do here as well. Um, yeah, myself, I, I grew up here in in the Milwaukee area and was just nominally Catholic. And you know, as I as I look back at my experience now, a lot of things that happened along the way that maybe should have alerted me or, or uh, just irked me a little bit more towards a, a life of, of faith, but um, you know, went through the motions, mostly through confirmation, went to mass kind of when it was convenient, and then going to college, a lot of different experiences that just uh, challenged me and, and opened my eyes to what uh, just a complete full life of, of faith in the Catholic Church could, could be, uh, what that could look like. And uh, initially, you know, I had a lot of uh, Protestant evangelical influence when I went to college, just opportunities uh, to, to, to attend large group type of sessions, um, whether it be like worship or um, uh, even some Bible studies. And a lot of things that I dismissed, you know, from the beginning, I'm like, nope, I'm Catholic. I'm good. I, I'll go to church when it works for me and I'm, I'm set. That's, that's what I need. And, uh, you know, thankfully, it's a couple of friends that continually pr- pursued me and just continued to make those invitations in a way that wasn't that wasn't pushy, that, that made me feel welcome or that I could attend at any time. And uh, as, as I saw these people, you know, pray, um, as you know, my first experience around people praying just spontaneously was a group of Protestants. And, and I thought like, man, these people are crazy. Like, I don't think I even believe in this God that they're praying to, like just talking to him and like closing their eyes and putting their hands up. I'm like, I don't know about this. So it was like kind of turned off. And, uh, but I was like, I was interested. I was intrigued. I kept going back and uh, it took me a long time before I like finally prayed in that setting. But I remember through that, uh, yeah, just that pursuit of a few people that um, would, would uh, make me feel comfortable and welcome there. And then how it just kind of opened up my, my own relationship with Jesus. And I still clung to being a Catholic. Like I knew really nothing about it. Just the the answers to the questions, 
could maybe recall a couple of the Ten Commandments, uh, you know, knew the sacraments, and that was about the extent of it. But their encouragement to have a personal relationship with Jesus really pushed me back into the Catholic Church in, in a way that helped me then to experience that relationship even more profoundly as I began to understand, like, what the sacraments can add and bring into that uh, growing relationship with Christ. Awesome. Was there any um, of those Jesus moments? Was there any of those, you know, aha moments for you in in your faith journey as you started walking back uh, closer to the Lord? Yeah, during that time on campus, a couple on on college and as a grad student, the first one as a senior, I went on a mission trip to Mexico because I I was convinced like this is my last chance. I'm a senior. I'm graduating. I'll never have an opportunity to do something like a mission again. So we went to Mexico and it was a a project where we taught kids uh, Bible classes for a week. And there's a physical project also. But a part of our day was to go through a devotional. And this was a Protestant evangelical, evangelical group I went with. So every morning we began with um, this reflection and time of prayer. And one of those days they shared the statistic that, it, you know, people that go on this sort of trip, they, they make a commitment while they're there, they go back and they fall right back into everything they'd always done. And I just remember begging God, praying, Lord, help me to be not one of these percentage. Help me to be the small percentage that stays for him, that can be committed and can live this out well beyond this. And, um, and so I left there, went back to campus and fell right back into everything I was doing and, and, and became that statistic, you know, for in the immediate. Um, but then I went to graduate school. So there's, you know, a couple months in between there. Go to graduate school. And for some reason, I made the decision to go to mass every Sunday for the first time in my life. There wasn't an invitation. There wasn't a specific challenge. It was just a decision I made. I'm going here. I'm going to make this change. Do this every weekend. And which, which leads to kind of this next moment of understanding, coming to an understanding of, of what the, who and what the Eucharist is. Um, while I was going to Mass for several months, receiving Holy Communion and had for several years before that, I never knew that Jesus was present, um, that his body, blood, soul, and divinity were there. So I was challenged by a, another Protestant group on campus as a Catholic, you know, they're yeah. telling me I was wrong about something we believe and profess and know is true. And so I want to be able to defend that and tell them why uh, we do that. But I didn't know. So it, it was the Eucharist. I had a, a priest that led me through, shared with me where I could understand more fully this teaching, pointed, of course, to the scriptures in John chapter six. And as I understood this on an intellectual level, um, I just had more of an understanding. It, it's never complete, probably, but for the first time, like realizing this is what we believe, profess, and do. Um, and then I went to Eucharistic adoration. And it was something where the priest had been inviting me to for months. I didn't go. And I was just having this discovery. Uh, he invited me. I went. And just a moment in front of the Blessed Sacrament, that was just transformative and piercing, you know, where people talk about like head meets heart. Like that was it for me. I can still envision that that tiny chapel at the campus we were at. Uh, but it was just a moment where my life changed um, just in, in every every possible way of just being convicted of that truth and like wanting to tell everyone. Awesome. You know, I, I just had that quote from Pope Benedict flash before my uh, mind again when he talks about the Eucharistic adoration prolonging and intensifying the Eucharistic sacrifice. And what a great, what a great moment in your faith journey to realize, you know, that, uh, you know, Jesus is truly uh, present, body, blood, soul, divinity. And really that, that core teaching 
of the church, uh, you know, that, that the, everything that we do uh, revolves around the Eucharist. All the other sacraments that, you know, are bound up and oriented toward the Eucharist is what the Catechism says. So what an awesome point of, um, you know, your journey. And then obviously it had to move it into mission in some way, <laughs> right? Like you began to uh, live, that, live that faith out, uh, not only doing the missionary work that you had done in, in Mexico, but also like living for Christ. And what did that look like as you uh, moved out of grad school and, and into the workforce? Yeah, that, that moment uh, in that chapel was a, a, like I said, a pivotal moment. Like I just remember instantly, like, I want to tell everyone on this campus. I want to tell everyone I was confirmed with all my family. Yeah. And like, I really wanted to do that. I had no idea how, like there was this excitement and passion and I didn't know quite how to direct it. So at the time I was, I was a graduate student. I was coaching football at the university. And then I made the decision, you know what, I'm going to come back next year. I'm going to be an intern at the Newman Center. I don't know what that's going to mean. I'm going to jump in, help out leave football behind and just jump into ministry. And it was also the same time that Focus sent a team of missionaries to campus, that campus for the first time. So here I was just like, you know, bright eyed, bushy tailed, ready to go. <laughs> and missionaries come in looking for uh, someone like me at that time that was eager, wanting to learn and to receive some coaching and to be able to go out and go. So I learned from this team of missionaries who were recent college graduates. I think I was maybe even older than a few of them at the time. But they just witnessed to me an authentic life of, of what it means to be a young Catholic, or just a Catholic in general, that what they were talking about, what they were saying aligned with their lives. You know, they weren't perfect. They were striving uh, to be holy. And, and it was something I'd really only seen in someone who was much, much older. Uh, so to see a peer do that was really appealing to me. They invited me and helped me to develop a, a prayer life taught me how to pray in adoration, what to do, how to pray with scripture, and just continue to add um, to my, my growing understanding of the vibrancy of the Catholic Church. And they invited me into mission. They're like, hey, you can lead someone now. Like, go to the area of influence you have on this campus and start a small group. Start inviting people to know Jesus and share some of the same things we've been sharing with you so they can encounter him and know him in a new way. And so began doing that there as a graduate student. And then uh, they invited me to apply to be a missionary. I went through that interview process and was invited to serve um, as, a, as a focused missionary and was sent to New Jersey, to Seton Hall University, and had just the, the joy and privilege of serving there in New Jersey uh, for three years and um, going on mission trips uh, to the Dominican Republic. But uh, just serving the men on the baseball team there was, was just a huge... Uh, blessing and, and joy as I, as I look back now and to still keep in touch with some of those men. Uh, but that's where the mission began. That's where I learned to be a missionary. That's where, um, yeah, just so many things happened in my life that continue to influence and, and drive me today uh, to be on mission and what I learned in my own prayer life. Um, and then went to, on to serve. I was served there for three years, was married, and then I continued to work for Focus at Winona State University. Um, Awesome. Having the same opportunity to reach out to college students and um, build them up and send them out on mission alongside of us. That's so awesome, uh, you know. And I and I, and I know you do continue uh, your work uh, with with focus now. And you've just had some amazing. Uh, I mean, your faith journey is awesome, and and it's one that I think a lot of young people maybe going through their journey uh, right now. Maybe you know people listening to this program might maybe in college. Uh, do you have any? Do you have any words of wisdom for them? Uh, those those college kids out there 
listening uh, to this now? Yeah, I think, you know, just to, to be, to be, to try and be present to the moment that you're in. And I, I look back at those times that I was experiencing thinking like, um, not, not thinking how it might influence me in 10 years, but just know like where the Lord has you now, what he's doing in your heart. And, uh, you know, any sort of whatever uh, program of study or job you have is, is not wasted. Like it's, it's uh, somehow the Lord is working in it and through it to prepare you for what is to come, what is next, whether it be your family or your professional endeavor. So it's, it's hard to see and easy to be discouraged often, but I think uh, knowing that like it's part of a bigger plan beyond what we can imagine um, will hopefully, I don't know, just uh, bring some peace or at least uh, some perseverance in those moments of, of despair and discouragement. Awesome stuff. Uh, AJ, it's awesome to have you on. I just do have to take a short break here, but when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit uh, about your, your awesome work with Focus and also the upcoming conference, uh, Seek uh, 2021. I can't believe we're saying Seek 2021, but here we are. Uh, so folks, um, take that short break right now. When we come back, we'll continue talking with AJ Garcia right back after these messages here on Young Catholics Respond. The St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation for Freedom, Family, and Faith offers prayerful accompaniment for those who are affected by divorce and separation. We offer free online support meetings for those affected by divorce and for adult children of divorce. You can learn more about us at nonatus.org. That's N-O-N-N-A-T-U-S.org. Text or call 215-870-9913. Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network present Hear Your Faith a brand new audio subscription service that features a growing collection of uplifting Catholic audio choruses, talks, and other exclusive content to help you grow deeper in your faith and knowledge of Catholicism. Subscribe today at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry. Patchwork Heart Ministry is committed to sowing hope into broken hearts by helping young people encounter the love of Jesus Christ and His Catholic Church through prayer, storytelling, and media initiatives. We invite you to prayerfully consider supporting this mission financially. Mail your tax-deductible donation to Patchwork Heart Ministry at P.O. Box 563 Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, zip code 53147. Or visit patchworkheart.org to donate online. That's Patchwork Heart Ministry, P.O. Box 563, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, 53147, or online at patchworkheart.org. At times it seems like the world today is filled with so much division, bigotry, and hatred. So it's up to us to make sure that we get back to the basics, and that is Jesus Christ and his message of faith, hope, and love. Faith, Hope, Love with John and Morgan Bender is a new project that seeks to do just that by engaging and inspiring Catholics within the Archdiocese of Milwaukee and beyond. Read personal faith stories, interviews, and news all by visiting the Faith, Hope, and Love blog.blogspot.com or follow us on Twitter at Johnny Bender MKE. Hi, everybody. Bill Snyder here. Just want to thank you for listening to this episode of Young Catholics Respond. And as a founder of Patchwork Heart Ministry, we have so much more going on than just our podcasts. Check it out at patchworkheart.com. 
www.ghostsofthecommonwealth.org. Judy Hare was a bankrupt, homeless, drug-addicted college dropout on the brink of divorce, but is now a seminary graduate and devoted wife and mother of four children. What happened? Find out in her autobiography, Shattered, How God Restored My Heart and Life. Her journey of faith has been called brutally honest, truly inspiring, profound, heartbreaking, and life-changing. Shattered is available now for only $15 on her website, judyhair.com, on amazon.com, or at your local Catholic bookstore. As Judy says, it is never too late to become the person you deserve and desire to be. So stop wishing for change and start doing something about it by reserving your copy of Shattered Today. The words spoken by Our Lady of Guadalupe to Juan Diego nearly 500 years ago are almost too good to be true. Asking that a temple be built at the site of her apparition, she promised that here I will give all my love, my compassion, my help, and my protection to all those who love me, cry to me, seek me, and who have confidence in me. Here I will listen to their weepings and alleviate all their sufferings, necessities, and misfortunes. My name is Alan Napleton and I live in Dallas, Texas. I have visited her shrine in Mexico City dozens of times, bringing my own petitions and have found Our Lady to be true to her word. Over the years, I have brought hundreds of pilgrims to this holy place without incidents and have now founded Viva Guadalupe, a nonprofit that provides safe and inexpensive pilgrimages to Our Lady's shrine. If you would like to take Our Blessed Mother up on her promise and learn more about how you can visit this special place of grace, please visit vivaguadalupe.org for more information. Your heart is always beating, but you never have to think about it. Welcome back to Young Catholics Respond. Once again, Bill Snyder. Welcome back, everybody, to this episode of Young Catholics Respond. Today, my guest is A.J. Garcia, and uh, he is the Director of Parish Advancement for Focus. And uh, in the first half of the program, we talked a lot about his uh, personal faith journey. And so go back, if you're listening to this on the radio, and listen to it on our podcast feed uh, so you can listen to AJ's, uh, you know, amazing faith journey. But I w- we wanted to ch- kind of shift focus into focus into what um, you, are, you are doing inside of the Focus organization. Um, so tell us a little bit about this uh, position of Director of Parish Advancement, because it's a little bit of a, a change from what the missionaries in college campuses are doing. It is, right. Yeah. So a, a lot of people that are familiar with FOCUS, the Fellowship of Catholic University Students, think of as just that, outreach to university students. And primarily, it still is and, and has been for the last 20 plus years. You know, there's currently 800 missionaries in 180 locations um, across the country, uh, five international locations, and now nine parishes. For the past five years, we've sent missionaries to parishes uh, to, to carry out the same mission and vision that we're trying to live out and uh, encourage and inspire college students to to grow and learn about Jesus and then to step into mission um, as a layperson, or it's inspired an incredible uh, number of vocations. It's like over 900 some that have taken an active step of discernment to to join a religious order, to continue their discernment by uh, entering the seminary. Uh, So it's amazing to see the fruit of the efforts on a college campus, but you know there's a significant need in our parishes and many, many more parishes. So we are, are trying to 
to uh, continue to learn how we can take that model uh, that has been so fruitful and blessed by the Lord on campus and introduce it to a parish, inspire lives there. There's so many people that are eager and just waiting to have someone come alongside them and encourage, help them. Uh, just like I described, being mentored and discipled by a missionary to offer the same thing to uh, people of all ages in the parishes. So it's been a joy to, to step in and be a part of the apostle in that way. And um, uh, yeah, and then next week we've got Seek 21. Um, yeah. A lot of folks may be familiar with that normally looks like every year we gather for the SEEK conference this year, obviously much different, but we're still at, we still have a similar aim and goal to inspire uh, thousands. And it's going to be a lot different this year, but it will be, you know, uh, an interactive, immersive event that's going to bring people together in small groups to help them encounter the heart of the gospel and be ready to share it with others. Uh, so there's a lot of flexibility with what people can do with the conference this year. And, you know, for people to easily scale up or scale down the number of people to participating depending on what a group or parish can do depending where they're at in the country what the guidelines are but uh, to just allow people to gather in small groups to uh, watch a, a talk together and the lineup is is amazing like it always is at our conferences we've got um, there's they're all listed on our, our website seek.focus.org but Bishop Barron, Sister Miriam James, Sister Bethany, um, Curtis Martin, Dr. Shree, Leah Darrow, Jeff Cavins, uh, Father Mike Schmitz, and then one I'm really excited about, Francis Chan, is going to be a part of the event on, on Sunday. Um, so just yeah, an incredible lineup, like always, and a lot of flexibility with groups to meet for keynotes each evening. Saturday, there's a, a lot of options, uh, a ton of different um, areas for, for content. Whatever someone is looking for, there's something for them, uh, for, for them to build a schedule on Saturday. So the keynotes will be live each evening and Sunday afternoon. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be different than other years, but people are really excited. And uh, there are gonna be a lot of people that are really impacted and moved by this. Yeah, it sounds like an amazing event. And if, you know, parishes wanna put this together, still is there still opportunity for, you know, young people to find, how, how do they go about finding their group and their, you know, uh, parish or, you know, how do, how do people tap into this awesome, you know, content? Yeah, great question. Yeah. So we're encouraging people to register as a small group. There is an option to register as an individual viewer, but we really hope people experience this together as a small group. And like, it, you know, some people are doing that in person. Others are doing that over Zoom because of their comfort or what they're uh, permitted to do by their parish. So ideally you'd sign up with a small group, find a group of friends, uh, register a small group and the, the price is great. It's, it's right now $469 for a group of 10 to register and uh, receive the, the link to be able to access the talk during the conference. And, and then also have the opportunity to, to uh, have access to the talks for six months following the event. And then something we're doing this year that we haven't done before is, is following SEEK for all of our post-campus participants and registrants uh, in the conference. Uh, Dr. Shri and Curtis Martin, who's the founder of Focus, are going to be leading a Bible study on salvation history. Uh, so anyone who registers for the conference would have the uh, the opportunity to participate in that as well. That's awesome. They, you know, and and again, the full schedule and everything is available on the website uh, seek.focus.org, and you can head over there and and you know see all the details, the speakers. Uh, everything that you know you you want to tap into, uh, it's it's awesome. Uh, for those for those people who 
don't know, um, you know, a lot about uh, focus about like like how to join. Is this open to the public or is it only open to you know groups of you know focus focus students? Yeah, the the conference for Seek it's open to anyone and everyone, and I know there are, are a, a ton of parish groups, so adults that will be participating in this, and there will be content that is yes more more broad for anyone, and really just focused on encouraging people where they're at in their own relationship with Jesus in the church. And then on Saturday, some options that are more specific to college students, and also some that are specific to adults in their state of life. You know, parents or or uh, you know, um, newly married, uh, etc. So yeah, it's for anyone and everyone. You don't need to be on a focus campus, know a focus missionary, um, know about focus prior to maybe hearing about it now for the first time. Uh, so anyone, yeah, check it out. Seek.focus.org. Uh, just just a week away. Yeah, it's it, you know this uh, this COVID time has made things so accessible online, and so kudos to you guys for tapping into that and making that available uh, for each and every uh, person who wants to be you know available. If you're a pastor of a parish, if you are a you know DRE DYM uh, director of youth ministry, uh, whatever whatever you might be, really think about this for your for your parishes you know think about this as an opportunity to draw people together or you know virtually or over um you know small groups in your parishes because what a what an awesome way to really grow the faith of people with amazing national I mean national international speakers I mean you know when you look at this lineup of of speakers you're just going to be blown away by it uh so Folks, uh, please, please, please uh, head over to seek.focus.org. Um, and AJ, is there anything else I'm missing or anything else we should you know, talk about as we're uh, kind of getting close to winding up the episode uh, here? Yeah, thanks. Thanks for asking. Yeah, I, I will say the, the our events team and many others have just uh, jumped in to make this Seek 21 such a... a uh, a, this this far-reaching effort to, to adapt, yeah, to the times we're in. So um, our speakers are going to be going out with some of the groups that are gathering in person at some of our campuses, at parishes. Uh, so it won't be, you know, ju- you know, just watching from a screen, but we really want people to be able to encounter each other and to encounter, the, to experience this together since it's been such a hard year and we've been so far apart. And uh, yeah, it's, we've really tried to create this. So there's reflection questions that will be shared with our registrants to really just a kind of easy to use you know whether you've never led a small group before like we don't want anyone to worry about that like here are the questions to help you reflect and go through these after you watch the talk to to be able to um, just discuss and reflect personally but also with this small group so um, yeah, as, as you register, you'll be, be directed to how to access those resources to really get as much as possible out of your experience. That's awesome. Yeah, folks, uh, really encourage you all to to sign up for this and, you know, get your group of 10. Again, it's pretty reasonably priced. Uh, what, what did you say was for a group of 10 again, AJ? Um, I believe right now it, it, may, it may go up here, but yeah, $470 for, for 10 people uh, to participate in and get access not only for next weekend, but to those talks for the next six months and then have that opportunity to join Dr. Edward Shree and Curtis Martin for that Bible study after uh, the conferences we head into Lent. 
Yeah, you know, that's awesome. And, you know, think about it, $47 for a four-day conference. <laughs> you know, it's it, it's pretty hard price to beat. You know, $47 a person for four days, uh, That that is... Uh, an incredibly good price. So, folks, um, you know, jump on this stuff uh, while you can, while the price remains stable. Uh, jump on it. Get get your admission to it, uh, and and get your group of people. As AJ said, this is something that should be interactive. It should be something that is, you know, w- you know, in small groups. So, uh, it, it's awesome the resources that Focus provides. And uh, and and does uh, amazing mission work uh, across the across the campuses of of you know colleges. So please uh, support this endeavor. And uh, and AJ, I want to thank you again for coming on and talking about it with me here today on Young Catholics Respond. It's just been a pleasure having you on, and uh, definitely have to have you back uh, as you continue to do great work ministering to people uh, across across <laughs> these parishes. Thanks, Phil. Yeah, great to be with you. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Well, folks, uh, until next time, from all of us here at Patchwork Heart Ministry, I'm Bill Snyder. Keep beating to your Catholic heart. You've been listening to Young Catholics Respond, a radio initiative of Patchwork Heart Ministry. To learn more about our ministry and program, visit us at patchworkheart.org. Or to get exclusive access and early ministry updates, become our patron on Patreon by searching for Patchwork Heart Ministry. Did you enjoy this podcast? Listen to other podcasts from Patchwork Heart Ministry by following Patchwork Heart Radio wherever you listen to podcasts.